0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you're here today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. We got a game tonight, folks. It's Leafs Oilers part. Two and that's going to be going down tonight in Toronto at Scotia Bank Arena, and um, we are going to uh, be joined by Hernan Salas from Lockdown Oilers, also of TSN 1260 Radio out in Edmonton. We're kind of going to be teeing up the game tonight, and uh, it's it's going to be a goodie, going to be a fun one. Um, we obviously didn't get the result we wanted last time. The game wasn't wasn't great, but I'm expecting a big turnaround from both sides. I think it'll be a quite quite a high event game. Um, we do have some big news about tonight's game. Uh, so, full disclosure: we recorded the interview with with Hernan Salas. Uh, a little bit earlier in the day that I'm doing this part right here, you know, radio and you know, tech technology and stuff, and <laughs> you know, you can put things together, and and so that's kind of how that went down. And we actually just got some information coming down the pipe here from uh, Sheldon Keith. Austin Matthews is day to day and not going to play tonight with some uh, an upper body injury, so no Austin Matthews in tonight's game against Edmonton, and that sucks. That really really bites. Cause now you compound that with the fact that Joe Thornton is injured. He's gonna be out for a little bit, and now I wonder what these lines are gonna look like. I mean, geez, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. Obviously, John Tavares gonna have to move up into the top slot. Maybe we see William Nylander move into the middle. Um, you know, I I don't see Kerfoot being a, a guy who you would consider. To be a second line centerman, so I, I think that Kerfoot probably moves or um, Nylander probably moves back into the middle. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm not exactly sure that the practice lines haven't come out yet, but uh, it's it's going to be an interesting one now here uh, for tonight's game. And now we, we you know we don't see that Matthews line who did a pretty good job shutting down McDavid in the last game. Now we're gonna have to see what uh, what John Tavares has and if if that line. And if he can do it, um, it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the lines end up shaking out. That's 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 for sure. Uh, all right. So on today's show, like I said, we are going to have uh, Hernan Salas from TSN uh, TSN 1260 Edmonton, also host of the Lockdown Oilers. He's going to join us. We chat about uh, a little bit about the Pierre-Luc Dubois issue that's going on out in, uh, out in Columbus. And, you know, he uh, kind of got glued and stapled to the bench last night after a very poor shift uh, in the first period. So we'll chat about that a little bit and then we'll tee up tonight's game. So let's get right into it. Uh, Turn and Salas, the host of the Locked On Oilers and from TSN 1260 Edmonton. All right, folks, joining me on the show today is Hernan Salas from TSN 1260 Edmonton Radio. Hernan, what's going on, buddy?
1: Hey, not much, just, uh, you know, waiting for the game tonight and uh, hoping for uh, a more exciting one. We like the result down here, but yeah, yeah, we're hoping this one steps up a notch for sure.
0: Yeah, we at least you got you got the win on Friday. I had to watch watch that nonsense <laughs> yeah. and didn't even get to celebrate a win. It was just all around a, a boring night, uh, capped off with an L. It wasn't great. It wasn't great from a from a least perspective. I can tell you that. Plus, you know, Joe Thornton got hurt, and it, it's looking like he's going to be out for a little bit, a uh, little bit too, which which stinks. But you know what? What can you do? Injuries are are a thing of the game. We knew that it was going to happen eventually. I guess I just didn't really realize how much Joe Thornton was such a big piece of this lineup. And, you know, I'll, I'll kind of talk about that a little bit uh, later in the podcast. But before we do preview this game, uh, I kind of want to talk about what's, I guess, kind of buzzing around the league and the big leagues uh, news of the day. And, you know, yesterday for a while, it was the Washington Capitals and, you know, talked about that on on. The podcast yesterday but then last night uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois became the biggest headline and for those who aren't aware of the situation he requested a trade out of Columbus uh, right before the season started and it, it's it's been a little rocky to say the least between him and John Tortorella as as you could imagine Torts not too fond of of that whole situation and He played a grand total of three minutes and 55 seconds last night. His final shift coming with about four or five minutes left in the third in the first period and then just sat on the bench and stewed the entire game. Hernan, what were your thoughts about what kind of transpired last night?
1: Yeah, it was uh, just such a bizarre situation. We were watching it on, uh, you know, during our, our show on, on 1260 and kind of talked about it a lot here. And we were kind of like, which side are you on? And and at the time, we didn't know what had happened. We didn't see the shift uh, by Pierre-Luc Dubois. But the situation is, is – is, it's almost getting to the point where uh, – Something needs to be done. I mean, uh, you saw the shift. It was circulating around Twitter where Dubois kind of gave up on a puck in the corner. Pretty much just gave it to Tyler Johnson yeah. and kind of, you know, <laughs> with no uh, urgency, made it back to the bench and then it took it back. But we were talking about, like, it was, was you know, sitting him out for 56 minutes, really, the message you wanted to send. I get it. Listen, Pierre-Luc Dubois has to be better there. But for 56 minutes, you sat him. So, I. It's funny because you kind of give the benefit of the doubt to the player here because Torts has had his issues with players in the past, um, and this is not this is not helping anyone. Like you got to think the GM there is probably like, "What the hell are you guys doing? You don't want to be forced into a trade." Uh, I think a Pierre Luke Dubois trade here. Mike uh, Columbus loses because yeah, uh, this kid's an absolute stud. He's 22. He's only getting better. He's not even in his prime. Um, but it's an ugly situation, Mike. I mean, we really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, both coach and player have kind of, they've talked about it, but they've, they haven't really said what the issue is here. And we saw it all in the playoffs against Toronto when they went at it in the bench. But Dubois went on to have an, a, a pretty good game after that little uh, argument on the bench. So, uh, yeah, not a pretty situation. You saw all the main, um, you know, NHL insiders and all all that saying, like, look out because something might happen here quick. But If I'm Jarmo, uh, the GM in Columbus, I'm not rushing. Uh, I mean, I'm not being forced to make a trade, but something's got to happen with this situation because uh, it's a shortened season. You got to make the playoffs, and this is a distraction. As much as the players say it's not, it has to be, and uh, this was an ugly, ugly situation last night.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of funny how, how the situation flip flop throughout the night. I think at first, uh, everyone was, was pretty much team Dubois when they just look, take a look at the numbers and you notice, you know, after the second period, like, wow, he didn't step on the ice for the whole second. Like, this is just petty at this point out of John Tortorella. I can't believe that he's doing this. Uh, you know, the fact that, you know, you got to ship him out of town now. This is, this is, you know, not the way that you deal with this situation. And then the entire shift came out, um, including <laughs> that, that you know, poor play with, with Tyler Johnson. And there was an ISO, I don't know if you watched the ISO cam of him and his entire final shift. And then you looked at that and you're like, oh, so that's why Torrance is pissed. It makes a little, yeah, bit, more it makes a little because- bit more
1: sense now. It's a little bit more sense. I, I was guilty of that. And and, and, the, and my, the guy I work with, too, we were both like, oh, torts, come on. And then you saw the shift, and you're like, I get it. I, yeah. But, again, Mike, I, I just think I, if you sit him for the second and let him play in the third, I mean, you're in a close game against one of the best teams in the NHL. Message is sent, man. Like you sit him all for twenty minutes, then and get him back in that third. I get it, but hey, listen. It sounds, uh, you know, reports yesterday that um, the uh, the organization is backing Totorella and how he's handling this situation. So we'll see what happens. But I'm definitely guilty of of, of jumping to uh, the defense of Pierre-Luc Dubois. Then you see that shift, and you're kind of like, come on here, but. He's 22. Uh, Tortorella, an older man. I mean, I, I, I don't know how you. I don't know what the next step is here. I don't know how you mend this. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to track uh, this weekend for sure and see if anything happens.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think you can mend it. I mean, I, I just, I think he's got to go. I, unfortunately. You know, we we saw something similar kind of transpire in the NBA, probably yeah. not to the extent that we're seeing right now with with James Harden, how he forced his way out of a situation he didn't mm-hmm. want to be in, and now we're kind of I think we're going to see this now in in uh, in, in Columbus, and I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if I was Pierre Louis Dubois, I. I I don't know. I, I may even like say, "Look, man, you just trade me." Like I, I don't want to play for this guy. I can't play for this guy anymore. If you're not going to play me anyways, and just sit me on the bench and staple my butt to the to the pine, like I'm just not going to come out. I'm not going to. I'm going to withhold my services until I'm gone. Force your way out of the situation. It may not look great, but if he's has got not going to play you, I feel like by Tortorella sitting him and not playing him last night, that kind of gives uh, gives him an excuse gives Dubois an excuse to be able to be like, look, if you're not going to play me, then I'm just going to withhold my services, trade me. Um I'm no longer going to put on a blue jackets uniform. So you might as well just start, pick up the phone and make some calls.
1: And that might be the next step here. He might just say, you know what? I'm done. Uh, I won't play till you trade me because listen, as, as as much as there was a disconnect there and all that, he signed a two year deal. He showed up. He's, he's not out there pouting. He's not out there you know, sitting out and waiting for a trade. He's not forcing the jam to do anything. But after last night's uh, little scenario, I, I, I think uh, eventually you're going to have to move on. And, and we'll see if, if Jarmo Kekalainen uh, does something here or if he just stands pat and, and waits it out, right? Because like I said, you don't want to make a, a rush trade where you, you definitely lose it, uh, giving up a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois.
0: Yeah, most definitely. All right, uh let's take a quick break and when we return, let's let's chat about tonight's game. But before we do, let's talk a little bit about betonline.ag. I know we're all big hockey fans here at the Locked On Lease podcast, but what about football? You guys ready? You got college football heading into bowl season, and there's some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season, finishing up with the playoff picture, becoming a little clearer, and there's only one place that has you covered, and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. That's the promo code Locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. You toss 50 bucks into your account, you get 75. That's how it works using the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to the uh, Locked On Lease podcast and the Locked On Oilers podcast in this crossover show. I'm Mike DiStefano from Locked On Lease, chatting with Hernan Salas from Locked On Oilers. And we got, uh, we got Leafs-Oilers part two tonight. Uh, first and foremost, before we get into part two, uh, what, were, what were your overall thoughts on uh, night one, Hernan?
1: Yeah, uneventful. I mean, everybody was expecting fireworks in this game, and it was kind of a snooze fest. Uh, yeah. You know what? The Oilers got some fortunate bounces uh, to win this game. Uh, they did lock it down defensively. I think this is the best they've looked defensively in, in their first five games. And, and I, the Oilers needed this win. I mean, if they started one and four, oh, I don't know what Edmonton would have been like with a, with a team with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl starting one and four. But like I said. Uh, they played, they locked it down defensively. They got some fortunate bounces. Koskinen was, was better. I mean, he still lit in a really bad goal, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you can't complain. It was funny here, Mike, because the fans here, it was kind of split. People were happy, but people are still not happy with the way they're playing the game, especially five on five. So, uh, we'll see what happens tonight, but yeah, I mean, overall you gotta be happy, but the fans here still want to see more and, and, Listen, the Orders have so many issues in their game right now that it's baby steps, right? Like, you're not going to fix them all in one game, but they, they worked on their game defensively against Toronto on Wednesday, and they did a good job of it. Now, hopefully, they can get that power play going, and and uh, cost getting gets better, and the decor gets better, and all that. But all in all, it, it, was, uh, it was two points that the Orders desperately needed.
0: I thought it was really funny how yesterday Dave Tippett come out and, and said, look, all you guys did was crucify Tim and <laughs> yeah. in Toronto for not being good defensively, and and then we finally play a defensively sound game on both sides. You guys say that the game's boring and that, and that we suck. Like, well, what do you want? And I thought that that was a really funny quote.
1: No, it was it's Here we all had a chuckle about it as well because, yeah, that's what we talked about in the bubble playoffs. We're like, man, this team, do they ever need to get better? defensively and all the players uh, said it in training camp and we're all talking about it and they finally play that game and everybody was upset about it. So listen, at least in my opinion, if that's what the orders, if that's the style, the orders have to play to be successful, I'm all for it. Cause this team cannot afford not to make the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, I think it's a situation where it's like fans, we just, we want to have our cake and eat it too, right? Like, yeah, we want you guys to play defensively sound and play the structured style of hockey. We don't want you to give up any big chances to opposing teams and, you know, only allow a goal or two a game. But at the same time, we want you to play that run-and-gun style, go out there, make massive plays, uh, and, and score goals, take risks, and, and, and really light up the score sheet. But uh, it, it seems like you know, it sometimes might have to, to, to pick one or the other, I know here in Toronto uh it's you know kind of a similar storyline where defense hasn't quite been the bread and butter of this team over the last few mm-hmm. years uh, well more like you know a couple decades but um <laughs> the you know Austin Matthews came out and, and said. Uh, after you know, I, I think doing a pretty good job effectively shutting down that McDavid line. Maybe you know you guys mm. saw something different in, in Edmonton, but I thought that they actually did a pretty good job. And and essentially his response to to the media about not scoring and not putting up uh, putting up points that that game and having it be very low event uh, and very uneventful was, you know, the fact that they were just a little bit too timid. They were focused too much on playing defensively and too much on shutting down two guys as opposed to going out there and try to win right their game plan at that point turned into just limit mcdavid and dry instead of sticking to their own game and trying to go out there and win and get the two points and it turned out it it turned into a loss so i think tonight is going to be a a vastly different outcome i really do um for for me i'm i'm I know we all were expecting the over to hit in the last game and and big fireworks in the track meet and it didn't happen but I I think that tonight is going to be the night I'm expecting uh, a massive performance from from both teams.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, we were talking about it as well. Where Conway David for 3 games has been pretty uh on lockdown here. Uh Super so
0: that doesn't happen quite often for,
1: for McDavid. No, it it doesn't. So uh, we're expecting some fireworks for sure. I think the game will be better than what we saw on on Wednesday night. And I know for the Oilers, uh, it looks like they're going to get some new, some new blood into the lineup that's only going to help them as well. And I was really happy with their decor. It was probably the best they've looked all season. So... Definitely, definitely uh, expecting a much better game. And I love when these two teams play. I mean, everybody keeps bringing up the Matthews, McDavid. These guys are buddies. For me, it's not even that big of a rivalry, to be honest with you. I think it's more made up by the media, but – there's so much talent on both these teams that, um, you know, and they're going to meet so many times this year. I just can't wait. And everybody was like, well, what happened to the North Division? Like, there was supposed to be so much fireworks. I'm like, it's still early. Just let's wait till game five between the Leafs and Oilers. I'm sure they're going to be sick of each other. Did, and they, not see, did they not that,
0: see Vancouver, Montreal the last couple yeah. nights? Oh, like, man, what a, what a
1: – I'm calling these series, but what a series so far! And I'll tell you this, Mike: Montreal has been damn impressive. Holy yeah. smokes! I did not expect them to be uh, scoring 24 goals in five games.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, me me either. And you know, the, they played the Maple Leafs in night one of this season, and to be honest with you, I felt they actually outplayed Toronto in that game, despite getting the loss. You know, they lost in overtime, yeah. and, and Toronto got the two points, thankfully. But uh, Montreal, they're they're a team to be reckoned with. I. I firmly believe it like it's going to be tough going with montreal and well yeah they, they played edmonton after actually right after yeah. so you're very familiar with with how well montreal has been playing earlier on in the season a uh, couple of big w's against your oilers uh, for tonight's game uh from a least perspective it seems so joe thornton um is going to be out long term it looks like uh, still no mri results and, and it's it's going to be a you know sizably a sizable change within the lineup because of this like i didn't realize it was going to be but you know it seems like jimmy vc is going to end up sliding up and now we're also hearing that austin matthews is questionable tonight uh he Uh left practice yesterday uh you know they said that he just wasn't feeling well but um you know also didn't say that he would 100% be ready to go by today we we haven't heard from the media yet uh or from the team yet about tonight's game for today yet so there's no as of now there's no uh no new news on that subject but if Austin Matthews can't go tonight uh that's that's not gonna bode well
1: for the Leafs no that's a huge a huge advantage uh, for the Oilers we were tracking that as well Joel Thornton too I mean I think we all kind of giggled a bit when we saw him on that top line to start training camp, but he's been good there, man, and he he looked good on Wednesday, and then kind of a weird injury, kind of like Kirby Dock's injury uh, there in the World Juniors where it was just like a bump in, but his hand was in an awkward spot and and all that, but looks like he's going to miss some time. And, uh, yeah, if Austin Matthews can't go, uh, that's a big break for the Edmonton Oilers, and and listen, if the Oilers can steal two in Toronto – before heading out on this road trip the confidence was at an all-time low like uh, everybody was saying the orders would come back one in six one in seven uh but if they can steal two in toronto that'd be uh that'd be a huge win for the edmonton orders and yeah we're definitely going to be tracking uh the austin matthews status i know the orders skate in about an hour from now so we'll get some lines and all that so yeah it's uh it's a big story if, if, if austin matthews can't go
0: definitely and for tonight, if the oilers want to try and you know snake out that victory and go uh, two for two here in toronto what what kind of is is going to be the recipe for success for this team? What are going to be kind of your your three keys for Edmonton to win tonight
1: three keys they, they have to improve their five on five they have to they have to show more offensively you need uh, that 's one i I think you need uh, Michael Koskinen. and to uh get, he's been okay but he really really needs to improve and stop letting those bad goals in like we saw on Wednesday with the Austin Matthew one uh, Miko Koskinen is huge here because listen there's no one behind him he's playing every game <laughs> until Mike Smith or a uh, Grossnik is ready to go after his quarantine but Miko Koskinen he's a big factor here he's gonna have to stand on his head once again I think because I think Toronto's gonna be much better tonight and number three, the power play. I know they got one, and it was a it was a bad call by the ref because it was Yamamoto who actually tripped his own player. But the orders were able to capitalize, and the, the power play hasn't been good. And everybody was expecting big things from from this team on the PP. I think they will get in their groove. Uh, Tyson Berry's new; he's a right shot. The orders haven't had that on the power play in years. It's something definitely to get used to. And I was talking about lineup changes. Looks like James Neal's going to draw in, and he is a definite upgrade on Alex Chase on in front of the net. So I think. Just with Neil's presence there, looks like he'll start on the fourth line to ease him in. But it's a huge, huge, um, you know, comeback for the Oilers to have a player like that in the lineup and on the power play. So, yeah, uh, I mean, five on five play has to improve. Nico Koskinen needs to improve as well. And so does the power play. Let's be honest here with the star power they have, they haven't been good enough uh, against the Montreal in the Montreal two games. They were minus two, they got scored on twice and went 0 for 10. So we'll see what happens tonight. And listen, Mike, if the Oilers play like they did on Wednesday and they win again, I have no issues with that. Lock it down. <laughs> be more of a defensive team. And listen, I don't care if the fans are entertained or not. The Oilers need these two points. So they have a tough schedule. They got Winnipeg coming up after this one for two. And then Toronto here in Edmonton for two. So uh, two points are um, are very uh, valuable at this point early on in the season with the Oilers' slow start. But... Yeah, the orders, uh It's going to be intriguing to see what happens. And and listen, Neil and Ennis practiced in the top 12 yesterday. I don't see why not uh, they wouldn't draw in, but we'll wait to see the lines from uh, the media today as they skate at uh, 11.30 Eastern Time, 9.30 Mountain.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it, it's funny bringing up Tyson Berry and how he's struggling. It's it's very reminiscent of what we went through a year ago, where there was so much <laughs> hype, so much hype about Tyson Berry coming to the Maple Leafs and then uh, totally just fell flat and it just didn't compute. And you know, maybe, maybe it'll it'll happen in Edmonton. I'm not saying I, I personally think that Tyson Berry will have a, a much better year uh, with the Oilers with you guys than than he did with Toronto. But uh, yeah, I just shades of last year hearing someone complain about the lack of production so far at of Tyson Berry um, And in,
1: in fairness Mike uh, he hasn't like he hasn't been bad uh the power play overall has has uh, hasn't looked good and I would not put that all on Tyson Berry but five on five he's he's been good I mean now, now he's with Chris Russell who's a uh, you know he's limited to what he can do but he's a he's a workforce out there and that parent's really uh have done some good things in the last couple of games so uh do we need more from Tyson Berry 100% but he hasn't been as bad as i think maybe it's it's made out to be
0: that's fair enough i for me last season it was just you know there was so much expectation coming in Yeah. you know he he, he i think it's different too when you come in as a free agent acquisition where all it does is cost you dollars as opposed to coming in as a big trade chip where it costs you a guy like Nazem Kadri who was oh, you know a, a very like a fan favorite here in Toronto? Somebody who uh, played a key yeah. role for this team and someone who really you look at last season in the playoffs, you really notice how much his presence was was felt. Not being there, a guy like like Nazem Kadri, oh, he yeah. just brought an element <laughs> to the team that they just didn't have, like a little bit of edge to him. And the fact that the trade just didn't work out made it, I think, made it a lot worse than than it probably actually was. So I think that that might be the biggest difference between the two, uh, the two situations for a guy like Tyson Berry and the overall thought process on how Oilers fans view him to how Lee's fans viewed him a season ago. Um, So the three keys, I think for the Maple Leafs to come out and and kind of even up this series and get the win tonight. uh, I think they need to pressure Koskinen. They didn't really do that much the other night. Uh, It was a very low event game. I think they only had like high, uh, six high danger chances the entire night. Not what you you expect at the Leafs. They're, they're usually a team that, that gets a lot of good chances. Um, They've got to work their way into the middle, right? I think this kind of goes into pressuring Koskinen, but they got nothing when it came to, you know, shots in the slot and, and, high danger chance so they got to create a lot of chances for themselves or or they're not going to beat uh beat this goaltender i think that's one of the the other keys they got to play looser you know just last night or a couple nights ago just as austin matthew said they focused too much on just trying to shut down mcdavid and dry that they kind of forgot to play their own game right And, and it showed they they lacked purpose Uh, that game lacked any type of oomph and I think it's because they were just too focused on playing you know structured defensively and just shutting down those two guys and they were to win games and that's exactly what Austin Matthews said so I would imagine tonight uh, you know play a little looser play a little more your game and dictate the style of play and yeah, just as much as, as the Oilers, they they want to get that power play going. They've got the horses to do it. So you gotta stay out of the penalty box, because I'm with you, man. I think that Edmonton, it's it's a pipe that's about to burst when it comes to the power yeah. play. <laughs> um and, and I don't want to be on the other end of that. So I would prefer that the Maple Leafs kind of, you know, keep their sticks on the ice, don't get uh don't get uh, into the rough stuff into the after the whistle and uh, just stay out of the penalty box because you know if they end up taking a couple of trips to the sin bin, I you know Connor McDavid's ready to ready to burst and I don't want that to happen here on on the power play <laughs> on the Maple Leafs watch. So please stay out of the box and play a clean game um, for the Maple Leafs. That'll that'll kind of be key. For tonight as well uh what is your final prediction for how
1: this one turns out oh mike that's the tough question uh <laughs> uh you know what i i think it's gonna be a more exciting game i think this game is gonna go to overtime Ooh. and uh oh man this is tough for me to, to select right now but just on the the fact that McDavid's been quiet for the last three games, I think he's got something up his sleeve today, Mike. I'm gonna go orders in overtime four three.
0: Okay, so you're taking the over on a four three. <laughs> yeah, uh, I also probably will take the over on tonight's game, and if you want to, you can bet that on BetOnline.ag. Uh, they got the odds out there. I I think yeah, I'm expecting some more fireworks tonight. I think. Um, Well, this, this is kind of hoping that Matthews plays. I think he's going to play tonight. Uh, Obviously we haven't heard an update as of recording this, but I believe he will. Uh, This is a big matchup. You mentioned it earlier, you know, he and McDavid, real good friends. This is, this is a matchup that I'm sure Matthews kind of has, you know, penciled uh, or circled on his calendar and was ready for the task. You know, he, he's, a guy who wants this one-on-one matchup with McDavid to go head-to-head, and I think it, as long as it's not you know a serious injury where he's expected to miss extended mm-hmm. time, I think that he'll be he'll be ready for the task uh, and and getting it back into lineup tonight. And If that happens, man, I th- he's someone who can score on any given night, and I hope that he does. Uh, and, and I think that this Leafs team is just going to end up scoring in bunches too. Um, so I I think that it's it's going to be it's going to be quite a high-scoring affair. I'm gonna go. You're four three in overtime. I like your overtime prediction. So I'm gonna go five four in overtime, oh. and and I think I think the Leafs end up getting tonight's victory.
1: All right. Hey, you know what? Uh, if the, as long as the Oilers get a point, I, I think we'll be okay down here. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and like you said, the, I think the biggest story of this morning and leading into the game is the status of Austin Matthews. Right.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. You know, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll try and update you guys on that on, on Twitter, go check it out at locked on Leafs. And as soon as we get information from the team and, and, you know, so a lot of these, these beat guys will, we'll end up sending the news out rather, rather soon. I would, I would imagine, um, you know, I will tweet that out. Possibly this information will be kind of old news and we'll, we'll know his status going to tonight by the time you listen to this podcast. But as of now, you know, it's still uh, still a big question mark heading into this game. Uh, we got a 7 o'clock puck drop down at, uh, or 7 o'clock Eastern, which I suppose, what, 5 o'clock uh, your time out in Edmonton? Um, mm-hmm. You know, puck drop down at Bank Arena. Should be a fun one. Hernan, thanks so much for joining me today on the Locked On Leafs uh, podcast, uh, which I guess also this crossover show with Locked On Oilers. So, Hernan, thanks, man.
1: Yeah, I know. This was fun. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me on and uh, enjoy the game. Hopefully it's uh, uh, a good one.
0: I sure will. Uh, That will do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs and Locked On Oilers podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs and Oils content. You can follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. And Hernan, where can the Oilers fans follow your work at?
1: Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Hernan Man and at Locked On Oilers.
0: All right. And if you guys want some more Hockey Talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast as well, where my, myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow, hopefully recapping this game. Uh, and I'm sure Hernan as well will be recapping. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.